on this edition of the Car Jam Podcast. <laughs> I had a Mercedes CLS for a bit with a um, with a hard drive in it, and I did use it once. I uploaded an entire course of Michelle Thomas How to Speak French. I think I did sell the car with <laughs> Michelle Thomas still trying to teach <laughs> the, the occupants how to speak French. It was a German car. <laughs> <laughs> The other one's the um, the the handbrake, you know, oh, not kind of not pre- pushing yeah. in the button. Yeah. The button. There's a button on the end of it. I want to make sure it's on. What do you mean? It was the most sensitive thing in the world. Somebody could like yeah. blink in the car next to you and it would skip. <laughs> the discman was was a lovely idea that never really worked. They marketed it for running and you'd have to do yeah. kind of moon, moonwalk running to. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid it skipping. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Carchum. Now, have you ever left home and got halfway down the road before realising that you forgot the... If so, you'll be familiar with the essence of this week's Carchum podcast. All the things you shouldn't leave home without, and maybe a few you should as well. Um... Good start. Good positive start. Well done. Excellent. What are we we doing? Uh, Oh, yes. No, 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 no. Don't leave home without it, Mike. Okay. Yes. Great. And that ends the podcast for today. (laughs) Yes, that's today's topic. Have you put any thought into it or are you just like me? No, 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 I have actually, and I've come up with some, well, I, while, I, while I was doing it, I considered them reasonable, when they come out of my mouth, I may change my mind. Well, so, so don't leave home without it. Evidently, if you're my neighbours, it mm. being a small yappy dog that barks at everything, or slamming the car door as hard as you can. <laughs> Some people do do that, don't they? They absolutely kind of run up at shutting the door as hard as possible. Why is that? They always say that. They they do say that people who aren't particularly car-orientated always slam car doors too hard. But uh, it's it's, it's true. I mean, we've all done it. You get into someone's car, particularly sort of certain classic cars, and the door's lighter than you expect. (laughs) And it, bang! I did it to someone the other day. I can't remember who, who it was now, but it was a really nice old car. And I, I thought, oh, this is going to need a you know little bit more pressure than you'd expect in perhaps a Rolls Royce. And just bang! And he kind of looked at me. I'm like, well, sorry. The other one's the um the the handbrake that, that irritates me slightly is the ratchet. You oh, know, not kind of not pre- pushing yeah. in the button. Oh, Push that gets me. The yeah. There's a button on the end of it. <laughs> oh, I want to make sure it's on. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you, you you see it in films and television, don't you? They'll sort of pull up somewhere. <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, it's okay on a fly-off handbrake. Okay. On one of those mm-hmm. where you don't, where you you have to pull up the ratchet mechanism in old sports cars, and they're forever. Yes, for, yeah, the yeah. amount of times I've driven an old British sports car, and you pull up somewhere at a light and put a handbrake on, not realise it's a fly-off handbrake, and it just drops straight off again. <laughs> what? Oh no, the handbrake's not working. I think you should explain what a fly-off is, just very. This has got nothing to do with the podcast today. No, it hasn't, has it? Uh, well, a normal handbrake, you you push in the button, pull up the handbrake let go of the button on the end and the handbrake stays on with a with a fly off one you basically i think sort of 
well, I've always found you're holding the button and it's basically sort of on or off, isn't it? And you're holding the button, you pull it right up and then you let go of the button and the handbrake probably two times out of three actually stays on, depending <laughs> on how well it's been adjusted. But I think it's it's a sort of on or off handbrake, isn't it? There's not degrees of, of ratchet like you have with a... A normal handbrake where you can go click, 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 and it's sort of on a little bit or it's on a lot. Mm. Um, I've certainly discovered over the years, most of the cars I've owned don't have a perfect handbrake. There's a really steep hill near where I uh, live uh, with traffic lights at the bottom. And the amount of times that you've kind of crawled down to the traffic lights, they've been red, you put a handbrake on and the car's still moving. (laughs) Uh Um, They do do test it on the MOT. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. Well, supposedly. A mm. um, mm. friend of mine years ago had a Mark IV Cortina, and it passed the MOT, and just as he was pulling it off the ramp, the, the handbrake cable snapped. And the MOT guy said, well, we've sort of filled out the form now. You're okay, but, you know, get it fixed. Well, did it, yes. I mean, it is only, it is a snapshot test. It is it is what is there at that moment. So, mm. in theory, what, one second later, it's a... It's an irrelevance. Anyway, look, talking of irrelevances, um, <clears throat> something we do so well. Yeah, don't don't leave home without it. Um, yes. Uh, you, you mentioned a, a dog. <laughs> a dog, yeah. Don't leave home without a dog. Well, I kind of did once, actually. And I want this absolutely totally clear right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I am a pet lover, a dog lover, mm-hmm. and my dog is very well cared for. Okay, let's just... This, this yeah. was an... Say that, I I met your dog (laughs) This was an accident Just a genuine (laughs) Bit of absent-mindedness So Mm. uh, I went to uh, This was at the time, I think I mentioned it before I had a a, a 65 Mustang Yes Um, Which sounds slightly better than it was Because it wasn't exactly great It was a, a work in progress Where the progress never happened uh, okay. but, but um so it was just work uh but no I, I i did like it i just didn't have the the funds to um to finish the job off properly anyway mm. at the same time i had a uh mercedes w202 c class they were the ones that replaced the 190 remember oh, the 190 yeah. the first yeah. small mercedes yes. yeah um, yes. Which was, you know, one of the uh, one of the best built cars ever. In fact, there's some great pictures of a 190, well and truly used on the uh, the uh, Car Chum social pages at the moment. Okay. Um, it's multicoloured, and uh, I mean, this thing has led the hardest life. My caption just simply says, "Condition of item used." because uh, <laughs> it is well it truly is anyway the uh, i had the c class afterwards um and uh that one rusted mine didn't but that 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 mm. model did this was a really nice one anyway it was saloon car obviously um mm. and uh uh the dog used to travel in the footwell oh. um yeah uh of this car lapping um, up the water no doubt <laughs> <laughs> but d- discovered that she actually liked the boot, saloon car boot. And, <laughs> right. Uh, d- we, well, d- I discovered it actually with a Saab 9000 saloon, um, which had a ski flap. And I had to put <laughs> her in the boot for some reason. And so I uh, lifted the boot. She jumped in voluntarily and straight through the ski flap. She didn't come all the way through, just just the head. 
have a little look and then back in the never saw her again for the whole journey anyway got the c-class oh there's no ski flap in this. Mm. she's not gonna like it anyway mm. uh, opened the boot jumped in loved it absolutely just loved it i think it's because a little cave you yeah, know it's okay. kind of dark and, and relatively quiet anyway popped her in the boot wasn't a long journey no never never put her in there for a long <laughs> no journey, more than obviously. seven eight hours <laughs> no um she can hold her breath <laughs> Uh, no, no, because they're ventilated. Because the, the the vents are at the she back. She loved so exhaust fumes. She thrived on <laughs> no, them. No. Anyway, got to the got to the destination to pick up the uh, the Mustang. Got out, faffed about, got the Mustang ready. You know, started it up. Drove off, 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 off. We went, um, but it was more of a off. I went. Not ah. off, we off, off we went, and I didn't get very far. I mean, it, you know, I could I could build the story up to be something it's not, but a little way. And I looked down into the footwell and thought, "That's empty." <laughs> the dog. Oh no! I've got the dog. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> the dog. My beloved dog. So I spun this Mustang round and tore back, tore back. And you know that joke, that old joke. About you know, see see which one prefers you when when you lock, yeah, your, lock you, your wife yeah. in the boot, your wife and the dog in the boot, yeah, and open <laughs> see which see which one's happier when you open the boot, yeah. See which it's one's a test of love. To see you, yeah. Uh, I got back. I ran to this C class, <laughs> plipped it, opened the boot. Oh, I'm so sorry. Still, just remains laying down. The tail just hi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, don't don't leave home without the dog. Oh god, dear! I felt I felt awful. I really did. <laughs> but she couldn't care less. I this this is kind of a horrible story, but um, I'm going to tell it anyway. And you you feel the need to cut it out if you like. But uh, some some friends of mine who um, they had a Volvo 340. They had loads of cars. He. The husband hated this Volvo, but his wife liked it. Oh, you know, they're they're a sensible car, they're a safe car. And he did admit, you know, it's it's indestructible. I think I mentioned sort of many, many months ago that he was using it to try and pull out a tree stump in the house mm. when I went round once, hoping against hope that something would go wrong in this car, and it didn't. It was just absolutely indestructible. But anyway, they, they had two kids. It's about two, three in the afternoon. She's at home. She realises that the cat's died. And they love cats. You know, they they had cats all their lives. And the cat had just got old. And it had died. It had it's died in the driveway. And she said, oh, the kids are going to be home in 10 minutes. What am I going to do with the cat? I haven't got time to bury it. I'm going to have to break it to the kids. I don't want them to walk up the driveway. And the first thing they see is their beloved pet. So she thought, I'll put it in the put it in the boot of the Volvo it's the only thing I can do there's nowhere in the house I can put it so she put it pops it in the boot of this 340 not realizing her husband had put the car up for sale <laughs> so a <laughs> couple of hours later husband comes home from work she hasn't had time to to see him or anything and a guy's turned up to buy, to look at the the Volvo and the husband went, oh, you know, I just want to sort of pop into the house. He says, there's, there's the keys. It was on the driveway. It was blocked in. Nothing was going to go wrong. Um, he wasn't going to drive off with the car because there were other kids, other cars behind it. So he said, you know, have, have a look around it. I'll, I'll make you a cup of tea. <laughs> and he said they just looked out the window. And all we could see was this guy sort of walking around, looking, you know, kicking the tyres, opening the boot, staring in the boot, 
slamming the boot, putting the keys down and walking away <laughs> quite rapidly. <laughs> uh, I think he thought, what are they, what are they doing? <laughs> they seem uh, normal. <laughs> but, I know, so, so, but as I say, they love cats. Horrible story. So, yeah, don't don't leave home without a pet locked in a boot. <laughs> Clearly. Oh yeah, one one bit of very good advice. If you uh, if you're travelling to a car show, I mean in this case the NEC at Birmingham, and you get up mm-hmm. at six in the morning, you drive all the way up to Birmingham, and you go to the classic car show at Birmingham, and you walk around for several hours, and then join a long long queue to buy a sandwich, and then realise you didn't bring your wallet with you. No, <laughs> that's um that's quite a good one. And then the Did only you get to the front. Yes. Uh. Got to the front, ordered the food, uh, and then thought, oh, I have mm. no money on me at all. So I'm at this point very, very hungry. Everyone offered to buy me a beer. Uh, nobody offered to buy me food. <laughs> Desperately hoping I didn't run out of petrol on the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I often wonder, there was a story years and years ago in one of the magazines, the Autocar or the Motor or one of these proper magazines. They had, I think it was a Lincoln Continental. They, they were British journalists. They had this thing on test in Europe somewhere. And it ran out of fuel and they had no money at all. And they managed to convince some garage guy in Italy that simply because they were journalists, back when journalists <laughs> had a good reputation, that yeah. if he gave them the, a full tank of fuel, they would pay him at some point in the future yeah. when they got yeah. back to the office. And it was the fact that they were driving a Lincoln Continental. He uh, accepted the fact <laughs> that they must be they must be upright st- gentlemen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Try that today. Mm. Um I've never had. I've never gone to a petrol station and, and realised I have no money with me. But I, I wonder what it they says, do with you. Yeah, it says no. I haven't. It says on the. Um, yes, I have. It says on the pumps, doesn't it? It's an offence to fill up without mm. the means to pay. But mm. I mean, obviously, you have to prove intent on that. Or they'd have to. Uh, prove intent, <laughs> My <laughs> lord. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Oh, uh, it was years ago. Um, did we do? I think I phoned my wife, or got you know got them to phone my wife, or something. Someone's and, wife. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, someone to call someone's wife. Um, and I think they were able somehow to take it over the phone. But they need to be, you know, credit card mm. number and stuff. But they need yeah. to be set up for that. I don't think that's a, you know, that's a default position. But. There's there's a thing, and there's there's been complaints about it where I live on like the local Facebook group, because apparently one of the local supermarket garages, when you put in your card uh, initially before you even pump any petrol, it mm-hmm. checks how much there is in your account, and it won't take more than that value. So if you've got forty pounds in your bank account, right. it will let you pump forty pounds worth of fuel, but no more. And they're saying that's uh you know this is to stop you going overdrawn. I mean, it's clearly not. It's it's clearly to stop some sort of theft or whatever. Yeah, but um, I I don't really like the sound of that. Because there's there's never more than forty pounds in your account, is there? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm all my my cars need more than that to get off the forecourt. Tell you, uh, I I never I never used to leave home without Mm -hmm. um uh, a cup holder. Now this okay. this is before I promise you this is before cup holders became 
you know, the thing. You absolutely had to have cup holders in, in every single nook and cranny of the car. Um, mm. And so our, my prized possession, this was um, back in um, Triumph Dolomite days, mm. um, was um, an SO branded, as in the petrol station, um as opposed to? Yeah, I was going to say, rather than any other ESO that you might come across in everyday yeah. life. Uh, it was a thing that went over the the um, door edge. Please, please say gear lever. <laughs> <laughs> steering wheel. Yeah, uh, yeah. it bounced on the top of the steering wheel. Great for rallies. No, it went over the, 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 door, the door frame, which on a Dolomite was, uh, you know, wood capping. So it was perfect, about an inch thick. Oh, OK. Yeah. came over that in a sort of reverse U, dropped down, and then you could um, sort of flip out the, the circular bit to pop your can. And it was, you know, 330mm can-sized. Um, so I never left home without that. And it fitted perfectly and held the can absolutely spot on. Um uh, what wasn't quite so good was because uh, you know I was a teenager at this point. The um, the back of the behind the the um, passenger seat was full of crushed cans because I could never mm. be bothered to throw <laughs> throw them away. I mean, what a mess! I would never. You know, the thing is, I remember someone saying to me, "You wouldn't sit in your living room like that, would you?" <laughs> yeah. So why why? why? And then they and then they went round your house <laughs> and realised it was the tip of the iceberg, <laughs> the tip of the iceberg of madness. <laughs> the um the the that uh, they were mainly um Rio. Do you remember the drink Rio? I do. In cans, yeah. I I drank, I drank a lot horrible, of Rio. Horrible, horrible stuff. Very sticky and sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but so yeah, cup holders. Eventually, apparently, um, came about. Uh, because of the drive-through and drive-in culture in America, that's mm. that's 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 where the, the, you know cup cup holder historians <laughs> reckon that uh, reckon that it it came from, and it wasn't just cup holders at that point; it was actual sort of whole trays and things, so that you could yes. you know over the steering wheel and over the dash and over the the um, side window frames and whatnot, so you could actually sit and dine properly. Well, of course, there was an era of cars that when you put down the glove box lid, mm-hmm. that had two kind of circular D- indents D- where that divots. was presumably, yeah, yeah where, where you were supposed to put your, your mug of tea or whatever mm-hmm. it was you were leaving the house with in the morning. And of course, it did nothing. If, if no. you put it, if you tried to drive with the cup there, it just, it just fell off. All it did basically was hold the liquid that had spilled for a while. And then when you forgot about it and closed the glove box, it then covered everything in the glove box in coffee or whatever you had. This is cultural, though, isn't it? Um, as well as design-led, because actually back then we were talking about stationary eating. Yes. So drive-ins, drive-throughs. Pa- uh, paper and pens and things. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, don't confuse my point while I'm making one. Paper clips. Um, um, the, uh, the, you think Rolls-Royce, etc. picnicking... Um, Cadillac glassware, etc. It wasn't designed for, for for that cut glass to be used whilst driving. It was designed for the destination, you know, the uh, yes. idyllic lake view, etc. To to <laughs> sit and to sit and have your uh, your picnic. Um, now, of course, it's 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 to uh, harness and hold single use plastic. 
um, yes. to <laughs> to create as much of that. But but people didn't drink the volume of water, etc. That they do now. Certainly not coffee and all that sort of. Oh, I can't start my can't start my day without a coffee. Um, mm. You know, etc. You know, and 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 I needed in some kind of single use plastic bucket. Yes. Uh, uh, every day um the the first cup holders that that were kind of built in to hold that that sort of nonsense um was the first people carrier that we mentioned or one of the first not no not the ah, fiat multiplier the, the fiat no. multiplier no. <laughs> no chrysler uh, yes. the chrysler caravan Ca- yeah Do- no dodge voyager. caravan voyager yeah. chrysler voyager plymouth voyager yeah that was the first one i think i think that had a a, a proper built-in cup holder where you could actually put you know a large vessel okay um prettiest ones i reckon or most intricate ones the saab ones have you ever seen them the saab 93 and 95 are we, are we genuinely discussing which car has the most attractive cup holder yeah, is this I, how I know, far low we've sunk <laughs> No, I got are we, into this. Are we, we've we've gone be, we've gone through the bottom of the barrel now. We're scraping the floor. Um, Go on then. What's the world's most attractive cup holder well, in I a think, car? I, I think it is, and it was quite durable as well. Nine threes and nine fives. Um, so the later ones had these these ones, which just were a, 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 this is very difficult to describe. A slim mm. fillet of something that you you pressed out. It came from the dashboard vertically. And once it finished its vertical movement, it then, in in a sort of well-oiled, damped manner, folded out a horizontal piece, which was the cup holder element. So, it, yeah, yeah, you Google it. Uh, but they were they 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 were very nice. I, I won't. Okay. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't mind, I've got I've got nothing I must get on with today. I know one of the more modern Mercedes that a friend had one and. Um... It had cup holders that sort of appeared out of the each end of the dashboard and quite a complicated little thing. It slid out and then a little tray dropped down That's, flat that underneath thing, it. Yeah. And yeah. you put the cup in it um, and then if you had the air conditioning or any kind of air on, <laughs> it just cold, made it freezing cold. Yes. So you had yeah. a cup of coffee that went from warm to uh, up utterly frozen in in the space of about 30 seconds and I, I suppose that was the purpose was to keep drinks chill but they didn't seem seem to occur to them that you might want a warm drink actually bmw uh, 5 series e39 was was even worse because the cup holders were down the bottom in front of that they obscured the um climate controls if you put a cup there it also mm. got in the way of the gear stick if it was manual but if you got over yeah. both of those problems uh, you discovered pretty quickly that you know the little inlet for the climate control sensor so it can sense mm-hmm. the temperature of the cabin it's got a tiny tiny little fan in it um that was that was right behind the cup holder so of course if you put a cup of hot water there or coffee or whatever mm. it it instantly thought that the car was roastingly hot <laughs> <laughs> so it was impossible to make the car warm enough to live in um uh, I'll, I'll, let me finish on cup holders um uh, please Please let me finish. Mm. Um, no, no, let me stop you. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> there's a, the American car, um, the or American model of a Subaru, holds the title of hold, having the most cup holders in a car. Guess how, as a standard fit, guess how many? 
139. <laughs> no, it is in fact 19. There are 19. <laughs> 19? Oh, well, they got like eight in the boot or something. Uh, so there we are. Don't leave home without your cup holder. You'll end up with a, a mess. That would have been perfect for you with all your cans of Rio, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, don't leave home without it. Um, I've never owned a car that's got cup holders. I've never owned a car that's had a CD player. This is largely because I buy very cheap cars and yep. old cars. But I imagine most of your cars have had CD players. But what I did have was... Do you remember the adapters that you, you had? They had oh. a cassette player. Mm-hmm. And you put this kind of cassette-sized adapter into the cassette player and then mm-hmm. you, it gave you a line out. Yeah. And then you could plug in like a CD Walkman or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is what I did on the Volvo 240. Um, no way of mounting it. I literally had, I, I think they did it in Wayne's World at one point, didn't they? With the um, the pacer that they had, it was, they had a CD player up in the in the headlining somewhere. But I basically blue tacked this Walkman Discman thing onto the top of the dashboard and plugged it in. It actually worked really, really well. Uh, certainly up until I, pulled away in the car anyway it was um it was impossible to use because you you had to you know the the very essence of a discman is being able to look down on it and push the buttons and of course this was up on the dashboard which is virtually eye level mm-hmm. um it was the most sensitive thing in the world yeah, yeah, really somebody well. could like yeah. blink in the car next to you and it would skip <laughs> Yeah, no, the di- the discman was 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 a lovely idea that never really worked. You, you know, for, for they 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 marketed it Sony for 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 running, and you'd have to do yeah. kind of moon, moonwalk running <laughs> to, to to avoid it skipping. You couldn't swallow without the thing going. But you know, for a while, I did at least have a CD player. I had a hire car once. It was a virtually brand new hire car. And whichever agency had lent it to us, the Fords for a while, and possibly still still do, um, you could put in a CD and it would record the information of the CD onto the car's hard drive. Yes. And I presume higher cars, you're, you know, they, they have some sort of lockout thing. But this thing had loads and loads of songs on it. So obviously the person who'd, owned, who'd hired the car before me had downloaded their entire CD collection <laughs> onto it. Don't, they don't. They don't have CD players at all now, Mike. Actually, they don't, do they? No, no. no we've we've no, gone beyond all, that. Uh... I had one. I had a, a, a um, what was it? A CLS, Mercedes CLS, for a bit with a um, with a hard drive in it. I think it's probably. I'm trying to think if that's the only car because it was just a little window of time mm, where mm. that was a really sort of high techy, clever thing to do, where you had the CD player, as you say, and you just burnt it, ripped it onto mm. the the the, and I did use it. Once I uploaded, uploaded a uh, an entire course of Michelle Thomas how to speak French on, onto okay. it, um, uh, and I think I did sell the car with Michelle Thomas still trying to teach <laughs> the, the occupants how to speak French, but it never taught me. <laughs> it was a German okay. car. It was it was anti the thing. <laughs> Well, as, as you say, yeah, the, we sort of went from this period of cassette player, prominent in the dashboard. Mm. Uh, I mean, my BMW, I got 87 BMW, that's got still with cassettes, the, the cassette player, which worked for about four days once I bought the car and then stopped. Right. But it's still got 
adapters underneath so you push the button and a, an empty tray springs out where you yes. can keep the cassette yeah, yeah, yeah. not the yeah. box just the cassette cassette yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. a number of times i will you know i'll, I'll change gear or I'll reach for something in the ashtray and uh, boom all these the spring-loaded cassette trays pop out uh and they do it by themselves every so often as well which is always slightly strange but um yeah you got through this period of cassettes and then there were cd players mm. and then they started to hide the cd player so you would get in a car of a certain era late 90s early 2000s and they had a cd player but you couldn't find it and they'd have a a six or a ten cd changer in the boot yeah. somewhere again yeah. hidden away in the boot so if you borrowed a car for several weeks and you think well i know there's a cd player in there somewhere <laughs> but i can't find out where i put the cd and then you'd realize it was in the boot and you'd have to start taking the boot apart. You find the jack and the spare wheel, and the quite often the washer bottle for the rear wash wipe. And yeah, it, it might take months to find out where they'd hidden the CD player yeah, in the back. It's not, it's not. It's not a phase of of uh, ice in car or uh, entertainment that I uh, that I that I, I I cherish or miss actually. Uh, no, c- c- cassette, no cassettes were, were were honest and fine, and now uh, streaming uh, is 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 fine as well. One of the things I miss actually is walking down the street and seeing about eighty meters of cassette tape in the gutter. <laughs> Do you remember that? that for years? Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a very very eighties <laughs> early nineties thing. Was was sort of walking along, and there's a bit of shattered plastic, and obviously the cassette had had got stuck or, or <laughs> broken, and somebody had just hurled it out the window at speed. Yes, I mean, you know, yeah, Jive Bunny Grease Mega Mix, and there'd be like you know, just a trail of cassette tape up the up the road. I wonder what happened to all those. They're probably still down in the sewers somewhere. Talking of um, tooting cars, when the uh, when when mm. when the DVLA in the uh, UK, the uh, official registration body for vehicles, uh, impounds cars, it gets uh, all manner of stuff uh, <laughs> uh, to auction off, which has been left in cars, not just cassettes, etc. I did the list actually wasn't quite as extraordinary that they published as i thought it might be but <laughs> did it include dogs <laughs> uh a toilet seat okay uh they're more sort of obscure than than outrageously odd but uh beavis and butthead trading cards cool yeah uh, i'd have those yeah yeah uh well you should have should have put a bid in the auction um it might have, might have been my car for all i <laughs> uh my favorite though actually um just simply because of the description of it a quantity of brackets undisclosed <laughs> a quantity of men's torso mannequins <laughs> Not five of them, not two of them, but a, a quantity of. I suppose if they're disembodied, you you don't know. No. You know, there's all there's various bits. We all we've got six hands and nine feet and two heads and um. That's strange. There's normally on those lists. There's always something like a crutch and a pair of false teeth, isn't there? There's always something that um, yeah. you know a, a Peter Eustonoff signed play. It's always something really, really random that you know a, a Golden Globe award, it's the sort of thing that you think you wouldn't, you wouldn't forget that a lawnmower. Oh yeah, certainly another thing never to leave the house with if if you're driving. Um, locking wheel nut adapter. 
I can certainly say, and it, it's a, a good friend of mine will, will recognise this story, is if you, uh, if you borrow a car from Sayat and then you drive off to deepest, darkest Cornwall to do a photo shoot, and then uh, just as it's starting to pour down with rain about seven in the evening, you realise you've got a puncture. Yeah. I can certainly advise that... Um, taking off the wheel nuts putting on the space saver tire putting the wheel nuts on and then driving off and leaving the wheel nut adapter in the hedgerow at the side of the road um apparently any car company really don't like that when you present yourself at a garage the next morning uh to say can you change my wheel and they say have you got your locking wheel nut cap mate and you go oh, i think it's in a hedgerow in cornwall yeah, well, they're difficult things to get off. I mean, they, you know, they have to be mm. manually removed, don't they? If you if, yeah. unless, unless there's a sort of skeleton key, is, do the manufacturers have a skeleton key? Do you think? I imagine if you went to a dealership, they would be able to get it off, no problem. I remember the the sight of my dad's neighbour years ago. He had a Mondeo. He, he drove a. He was actually like a minicab driver at the time, and he he'd bought this car without the locking wheel nut, and he was the sort mm. of chap who wouldn't admit defeat. Uh, he had about nine hours of hacking away yeah, at this alloy yeah. wheel yeah. to get the wheel off in the end. He literally took, you know, cut through, took the tire off the rim and then cut through it with an angle grinder. What, through the wheel? This wheel. <laughs> yeah. Hacked, hacked through the wheel. And in, I won't be about, defeated. <laughs> yeah, he, he wouldn't. It, 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 about 17 pieces of slivers. You could hear him swearing and then hammering and then swearing and then gradually the tools got bigger and bigger and bigger i think he started off with a saw and a hacksaw and he just got went out and bought an angle grinder and just <laughs> hacked this wheel into pieces to get it off because it had the, this one locking wheel nut Mate, i've got a bit of wheel. sympathy though i can't think of a specific oh, example me too. but but yeah i mean you know i have you know when you've been working on an element of the car for Mm. And I, for hours and i'm using the term working on you know kind of it, it becomes it beca- it starts as a sort of surgical procedure doesn't it and yeah, it, yeah. And it i'll be gentle here i'm really going to need this wheel <laughs> it ends up as something entirely different to that um uh but yeah i have bro- i have broken things you know, on purpose to get them off, knowing that mm. I didn't really actually need to break it. All I needed was special tool number, you know, W four nine eight two six slash nine. Um, but you know, to punish the thing, you have to punish yeah. it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you, yeah. you sometimes you just have to t- tell them who's boss. Inanimate objects. But there is uh, a, uh, um, and this is finally from me. Um, a, oh. um, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to sound so happy there. <laughs> Yes, uh, there, there is a, another use for the, for the inan- inanimate object, uh, uh, the car, um, mm. that um, uh, uh, I've never done, but I have read about before, uh, using it as a cooking device. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, it's called uh, m- manifold something. What do you call it? Man- manifold uh, manifold cooking, I suppose. Uh, mm, because I that, that, is, that is the hottest element. Um, so uh, in this case, don't leave home without your your key ingredients. Um, hmm. One of the things that because uh, whilst researching this, the uh, it, not just the DVLA but garages, of course, find all manner of unusual things mm. in cars. Um, mm. And uh, this this garage owner in boulder in colorado found a uh, a whole selection of um tin foil hmm. now one might think that may well be paraphernalia for illicit purposes 
but no. In this case, the uh, the foil sm- sm- smelled rather good, um, uh, and it turned out that the uh, the guy <laughs> guy that brought this car in had uh, had um, uh, been using the okay. car for cooking. So not only did his car break down, but at the same time, I suppose his oven <laughs> oven broke down. So it was fa- <laughs> fairly important he got it sorted. Uh, no, so they started to write. It was a Datsun. Um, they uh, started to write a, a cookbook, um, which I've looked up. I can't find it, uh, but I, I, li- mm. I, I, li- I, li- I like the name of one of the uh, recipes. Denver to Colorado Springs brisket. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so it's measured oh, in, that sounds di- good. in distance. <laughs> this um, is essentially you, you you get a piece of meat or a piece of fish or something and then you um you wrap it in, in tin for having seasoned it and then you put yeah. it on the exhaust manifold of your car, you do a long drive and the heat from the exhaust supposedly cooks the effectively an entire meal if you've got yeah. space under the uh, under the bonnet for the car. And I've seen this done a number of times in television and, and programs, every so often a, a TV show will seize on this idea yes, like it's yeah, something yeah. new. Never tried it. I no. I can't help thinking, knowing my luck, the tinfoil would burst into flames and the you know you the whole engine would end up covered in cheese and anchovies <laughs> and things, and you never and you get would rid never, of the smell. You, yeah, you. I was going to say you would never ever cure that smell, would you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it would be impossible. Um, so I've got a few recipes here from uh, from the Manifold Destiny Cookbook, which I believe is... <laughs> that is a good name. <laughs> it is. Uh, the picture on the front's very good, actually. They've got the bonnet open and they're wearing a chef's hat. And it's a sort of 1950s stylized picture and they're busy cooking okay. on this engine. Um, so how about this? Uh, they call it Cruise Control Pork Tenderloin. Um, I'm going to give you some ingredients. Um, you take the pork, pork tenderloin and you butterfly mm-hmm. it. A uh, bit of Dijon mustard. You what? You butterfly it. Cut it in half. So, it, like a chicken breast. If you butterfly it, um, the, the, well, say the, cut it in half. Then don't be so. No, no, no. But, but, but complicated. But thickness-wise, not 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 kind of. So it thins it down. It cooks quicker. Which is perfect for for this. No, I, I can understand that. It's just I know the 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 the, the listener at home, and <laughs> good lord, we should do everything to keep him or her listening. Don't, don't <laughs> sort of use cooking terms like they're going to know what you're talking about. Keep them on side. Remember, it's not just okay. for us. This show, okay. it's, it's it's for the people out there. Uh, um, some mm. white wine. Um, uh, nice. Uh, half Where a cup. Well, hang on. White wine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to go everywhere. No, 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 no. You're going to take that and the and the uh, red onion uh, and some rosemary. You're going to stick that all in a blender and make a paste. <laughs> okay, okay, right. Uh, you're going to take that paste. You're going to rub it over the butterflied uh, pork tenderloin. Then you then the key thing here, of course, always in car cooking, wrap it thoroughly in foil. Uh, you don't, yeah. Basically, you don't want stuff leaking out, but you also don't want stuff leaking in either. Yeah, very good point. Yes, yeah. you don't want oil in it, and you don't yeah. want it to fall unvertedly into the fan belt or the fan or, indeed, the carburetor. So your game here, Mike, is uh, how long... And bear in mind, this is in miles. We don't we don't measure car cooking in, in, in uh, time. In temperature. No like temperature or time. No, this is my. How long for the uh, the cruise control pork tenderloin? Do you think? 
Oh, I don't know. What? What? Um. Well, pick pick a car so I've got some idea. Because I mean, if it's like an air-cooled Volkswagen, it'd probably be longer than it would on a on a yeah. Hemi Coronet. It, uh, well, we 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 just we're just on a standard forty-five uh, minutes. But then we don't do it in minutes. It's got to oh, be in miles. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> hmm. uh, sixty-two point seven miles. Nah, they recommend for a no, por- no, no, really, no, no. That would be that. Would, that would be very rare, and your pork is 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 not so good. Rare. I've heard that rumor. <laughs> miles. They reckon for that. What? Yeah. So, which is probably like you know, two hours drive if you're in Arizona, but two hundred and fifty miles in the UK, yeah. where I live. Is gonna take you past at least a hundred restaurants. Yeah, it is. It uh, yeah, yeah. And then after you've after you've eaten it, you're looking for a hundred public toilets, aren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, if you're if Inevitably, you're in a rush, yes. If you're in a rush, then Mike, and you've only got those fifty-five miles, the uh, the the book recommends eggs on cheese pie cooked it cooked in um old uh, bean cans, not not foil this time. <laughs> Um, so this this very much sounds like the answer to the question, how did you lose your fingerprint? <laughs> well, I reached under the bonnet, picked out a red hot tin can, and my <laughs> my hand stuck to it. Um so where do you you eggs eggs on on what? Eggs on Egg, bean pie. Eggs on cheese pie. So have you got to buy a cheese pie as well? No, 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 no. You basically coat the coat the can with, with uh breadcrumbs. Dump in some protein of some sort, prefer- preferably that's either cooked or half cooked, uh, an egg uh-huh. and a load of cheese. Once the cheese is melted, you're probably good that the egg has has, has set. And uh, I mean, I don't think you can ask for, can, can, can I have the white cooked nicely, but the yolk still runny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how, would, how would you like your egg? Oh, I don't know. Medium rare. Um. I can I can I just advise that you don't follow our advice on in anything we ever say, but particularly in this case, don't don't try this at well, home. It's not my advice. Unless that's, that's, you follow book. it from the book. No, that's the book. Yeah, you say yeah. that, but but then we're in court, aren't we? Again. Oh well, if if you try this and it and it doesn't kill you, um, yeah, let us know how that works out. I. Uh, I I, I I challenge Tony this this time next next episode. But uh, try one of these and see what happens. And if 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 I end up doing the show on my own, so be it. <laughs> if there's yeah, we'll, if there's only one voice, <laughs> we visit you in intensive care. Then uh, you know. But yeah, if you okay. do, could you could could you could you bring me an egg on cheese pie with a runny yolk? As ever, thanks for listening, and I look forward to welcoming you back to Carchum again shortly. Feel free, because that's exactly what it is, free, to join Carchum on the social pages of Facebook, Insta and Twitter. Just search Carchum. And if you like those short intros and clips that I produce every now and then, you can find them all on Carchum's YouTube channel. That saves you listening to the whole episode, I guess. Till next time, pip pip.